Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another Whiskey Short. And joining me as always is Scott. Hey everybody. And we've got an exciting one today that ties into a brand that's been making some splash if you walk through the liquor store and your head's looking up at the top shelf mm. and you like really, really fancy labels. I think it's the fanciest label in the industry. We'll come back to yeah, that. Yeah. And Scott's going to tell you what we're going to be doing a short on. Right. So this is a quick taste about Calumet Farms 16-year single black rack Kentucky Straight Bourbon. <laughs> Whiskey short. So this is another one that we're doing a whole sort of mini series of <laughs> whiskeys that Ed got for his retirement. The Hirsch was first, and now right. the Calumet 16. I thought it was good when distilleries sent us bottles, but retiring has been a great thing as, <laughs> as right. my friends have sent us bottles. Yeah. And this comes from our good friend, Mike, down at the shore. You might remember Mike from episode 12, the original Weeded Bourbon episode we did between Larceny and Maker's Mark. Right. Yeah, we were down the shore at his place. Right, and we tell our haunted house stories. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's a great More episode. about my traumatic childhood. Yeah, it's a great one. If you keep <laughs> scrolling back all the way to all the way season back to season one. one until you get episode 12 and, uh, and there it is right all right so i have a quick story about the the distillery that makes calumet farm but also what calumet farm is yeah. and then a couple of progress on this particular whiskey itself right. so mm -hmm. here we go in 1924, William Monroe Wright, founding owner of the Calumet Baking Powder Company, a brand that's still around today, established Calumet Farm on a small plot of land in Lexington, Kentucky. After his death in 1933, William's son Warren started moving the farm's business toward thoroughbred horse racing and hired famed horse trainer Ben A. Jones, beginning an unparalleled ascent for Calumet, which became one of the most dominant names in horse racing history. Although they fell on hard times during the 70s and 80s, Calumet Farm has produced two Triple Crown winners, eight Kentucky Derby winners, eight Preakness winners, and they have 11 horses in the National Museum of Racing's Hall of Fame. Wait, that's amazing. How long have they been a farm? 1933. All right. So, all right. I was going to say, that's a lot of good horses if they'd only been around for like 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That, okay, go ahead. Uh, on the whiskey side, a company named Western Spirits Beverage was founded in 2008 to focus on building unique, innovative spirits brands like Lexington Bourbon, Sam Houston Bourbon, and Bird Dog flavored whiskeys. A few years later, they purchased a large stockpile of young Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey from a prominent distillery that uses a traditional high rye mash bill and for over a decade this bourbon still in its original barrels was hand selected blended and bottled as premium offerings for the calumet farm bourbon brand that they named after the famous horse racing farmstead yeah i have heard of that because i used to go to the preakness with my friends mm -hmm. so i've been to probably three or four preakness races maybe five okay. i never went to kentucky derby of course but once you you know if you're going to the preakness you're paying attention to stuff and so you always hear about calumet farms which is why when this brand came out i didn't know if it was directly associated or just loosely yeah, I think it's loosely, and maybe they pay them a little bit for use of the name, yeah, Calumet that, Farm, That's probably. What, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you just can't do that. Right. I can't be like, oh, it's McDonald's bourbon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got to pay them not a little that, bit. Not yeah. that that would get a lot of buyers, I don't think. Uh, no, yeah. It's, it's very oil-forward. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Right. Uh, so this bourbon in particular, as you see on the very bottom of the bottle, yeah. what does it say? It says Citation. Citation, right. So the horse known as Citation after a stunning two-year-old season in 1947 was set to have a breakout three-year-old season. And although he began 1948 with a handful of wins, when racing legend Eddie Accaro was tapped to be his jockey, Citation's first race was a disappointing loss at the Chesapeake Trail Stakes. But that loss would mark the start of an astonishing winning streak over the next two years. And by the time they captured the 1948 Triple Crown and Horse of the Year, 
year, they had amassed 27 first place and two second place finishes out of 29 starts. Yeah, I think it paid 30 cents a ticket for the win by that point. <laughs> when it won the Kentucky Derby, it was like, all right, we all knew it was going to win. Yeah. This is win number 24. Yeah, it wasn't a big payout. Right. Eventually becoming the first horse and jockey in North America to finish first in 16 consecutive races and to top $1 million in career earnings. Yeah, I don't know how uh, jockeys do in action, Scott, but mm-hmm. that guy was probably... Oh, we got a lot. He was probably yeah. like living the life right there. You know who didn't like him? All the other jockeys. <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh, that's like, for sure. Yeah. Hey, eat a dick there, Kara. <laughs> well, that's what your mom said last night. <laughs> And so, to honor the legacy of Calumet Farm and its Triple Crown winning horse, Citation, this exquisite bourbon has been crafted with the same passion and dedication that led Citation to victory. We use extremely small batches of just 19 barrels for our single rack black program, in which all of the barrels used are aged in a single center rack inside the rickhouse. And because Calumet Farm bourbons have always used the same mash bill throughout the years, consumers are able to taste and be a part of our aging process in a way that's quite uncommon in the spirits industry. Interesting. So what happens when they run out of that stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess they're not worried about that. Like a horse race is where you live for today. Yeah. So I've had the eight year. Yes. And um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I, I had it I at, said, at yeah. the lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had it at the lounge. It was, yeah. Yeah. I have nothing wrong with it. No. Yeah. Can we talk about the label for a minute? I it's, mean, you it, mentioned it a few times. but It's gorgeous. Go ahead and describe I mean, it for the folks. It's almost like a 3D printer made this label. Like, <laughs> like it comes off the bottle at you. It's first of all, gold and black, which always looks good. Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you. It's got an old-timey look to it, too. Yeah. like The fonts and the color and the black and white photo. They're all pretty similar, right? Yeah. Now, they have the same horse. It's not like um, Pinhook, where they change all the labels. They actually do. So Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, because at the top of the label is a picture of a horse riding. Yeah. And what's interesting, it's taken from like you're on the midfield, looking at the grandstand behind the horse as it's like crossing this finish line. Yeah. And it's got the horse at the bottom citation. Mm-hmm. It's got who trained it, Benny Jones. And of course, it had Eddie Acaro as a jockey. And it tells you what rack number it is. Batch size is 19 barrels. So they took 19 barrels and made these bottles. Yeah. Right. So pretty small batch. Yes, this is a Kentucky Street bourbon, age 16 years, as it says on the label. This is currently their oldest expression, but it's probably because they take only like 19 barrels at a time. Yeah. They probably do another 19 barrel next year and do a 17 year. I think that's kind of how they're doing oh, it now as it ages. So kind of like a pinhook. Kind of. Vertical in yeah, a way. in a bit. The mash bill is 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. The company is Western Spirits from Bowling Green, Kentucky, in collaboration with Bardstown Bourbon Company and Three Springs Bottle. Company, the source distiller is widely thought to be Barton's. Oh, where they get their stuff from. The price is $150. Yes. So a little pricey. Yeah, well, but it's 16 years. It is 16. It is 106 I mean, proof. Whistlepig will tell you that's exactly where it should be, Scott. <laughs> Actually, Whistlepig would have charged 220 for this. Well, you're right. All right. So uh, we're going to give it a smell now. We've had this poured in our neat glass, and once again, if you'd like to join the party, you're late because I've been saying it for about two years now. <laughs> Go to neatglass.com and order yourself two, six, a whole case if you want. And if you put in whiskey tan for your discount code, you'll get ten percent off that first order. You'll make George like us even more. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty fruity, yeah. right in the beginning. Mm. I get some cherry, like I do, but I mean, it's seriously there. Really good nose. Really sweet light cherry. Yep. I'm getting another fruit also, like maybe like a plum or something. Okay. It's, it's not just cherry for me. And I don't think I, for one, smell orange. No. There's some baking spices there. Yep. There's some like cinnamon and maybe uh, mm-hmm. clovish even. It almost turns into a bubblegum quality. 
if you really sniff it. Yeah, I, not to disagree with you, but I don't get that commercial sugar on it. It's a more of a sophisticated sugar for me, like more like a Madagascar vanilla or something like that. You know, like something is it like a the, Demerara sugar? Yeah, exactly. Ra ra oh ga ga. <laughs> we didn't even book the crickets for tonight. That's why you're not having any right now because it's just we a short. Book the crickets. They, yeah, we, it's just us two. We gave the weekend off. Well, we shouldn't have done that. No, that no. was a, that was that was a mistake. Well, even crickets, they you know it's it's a spring. They got to run around and go out at night. And <laughs> That's true. It'll make a lot of noise. They're, at up night. All, they're up all night keeping the neighbors up. It's they're exhausted. <laughs> I mean, I love the smell of it. It's delicious. Mm. I just took a taste. Ooh, Ooh. more uh, woody than I expected. It's very high level of wood immediately, but it's got cinnamon and sugar in the background. You're saying oak, right? Like the barrel? Oak, yes. It, well, it's been in the barrel 16 years, right? So, yeah, I mean, not, but not like a charred wood, though. It tastes right. woody. I understand. Yeah. It's almost like it, it hit the back of my palate and it was like wood. And then when I took a second sip, that wood was sort of gone. Yeah, it's really sweet. And very traditional caramel vanilla. Ooh, nice and spicy at the end, yeah. too. The finish is complex, but very short to me. Mm. I mean, it's burning a little because it's 106 proof. More cherry, cinnamon, sugar, um, the spiciness. I'm trying to determine exactly what it is because it's sort of halfway between a chili spice and a wood spice. Almost like a rye spice because this does have 18% rye. That's not a crazy amount. but I'm getting more like an earthy spiciness to it, whatever that. Almost like means. a cinnamon stick. Like yeah. You actually ground it off the stick. Like dry. Dry. Dried cinnamon. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm right there with you. Okay, so now I got a lot of sort of charred oak on the finish. Yeah, I'm putting a little bit of water to see if I can open anything up. Yeah, let's do that. This is 106 proof. You got a little room to play with here. Sure. Let's take it down to 99, see what it does. Swirling it in the neat glass. Put the cap back on for a minute just to... It is a little hot for 106. No? Well... I have to say, it's not hot in your mouth, but after you take two or three quick sips like we just did, I do have the Kentucky hug going on in my chest. It's still yeah. burning like it down my throat. Yeah, right. But I didn't feel it in my mouth, if that makes sense. I mean, more sugar, I think, on the nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I'm I don't know. Sure I don't know if I preferred it. it. Oh, my God. I just said, I don't know if yeah, the water helped it. Right. Kind of so- takes away some of the stuff that you really like, and it enhances some of the stuff that you don't, <laughs> like the wood and the char. I'm getting yeah. more of that with the water and I've, I've lost, lost sweetness. sweetness. I lost the sweetness with the water. Pour more into the camera. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I got to. Because we liked it much better without the water. Yeah, so let's undilute it. Yeah. Get it back up. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Oh, did I give you a big pour? Well, you <laughs> know, ne- never a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have to decide. It's a good whiskey. I mean, we've recently done the Hirsch seven and a half year old whiskey. That was a $215 bottle. We've done the Boss Hog 9, mm-hmm. right? We've had the uh, 2XO. What is it, that one? Yeah, the, the 2XO. That's a $100 bottle. We've had some of the Kentucky Owl. We've had Blood Oath Bookers. Right. right. Whistle Pigs. We've had several. Right. That are so over we've 100. had quite a few. And Scott and I have often said this 125 and down, there's a lot of good stuff. And then when you get to like, Two, 250, 300, there's another level. That's where your stags are and your yeah. higher whistle pigs and your boss hogs. Are. But 125 to 200 is a weird place. I haven't found too many whiskeys in that range that have blown me away where I felt the price was worthy. Right. But they would tell you, Calumet Farms, a 16-year whiskey for 150 is pretty much what you're going to get. Yeah. 
But we always ask because we want to do a service to you guys. Is it worth it? You know, your friend just retired like I did. Was this the right present to get me? I think that's really what the question should be because yeah. it's about me. Because, it, <laughs> well, right. It's I totally agree. This is not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's actually quite good. In fact, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Before Mike starts driving up here, Mike took me to the store and I picked this out. So he didn't get this for me. He'd be like, you yeah, bastard. He will listen to right, this. We went to the store and I literally picked this one out myself. Yeah. And um, another one. Joseph Magnus. That was about, I don't know, 80. Right. Actually, we will have already tasted that by the time this one comes out. So we're in a whiskey wormhole. (laughs) Oh, wait, you know what? We didn't do the tasting notes. And then we'll talk about their other whiskeys. All right. So what do they say we should be tasting? Okay. So this is the Whiskey Raiders. Complex, rich, and funky on the nose. Loaded with tobacco, cocoa, cherries, toffee, and a chunk of barrel char. All right. Well, we had some char in there. We had the cherries. Cherries, yeah. Cocoa. I didn't really get chocolate notes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really getting a lot of tobacco. On the palate, moderately viscous mouthfeel, and the heat is very much in check. Like the nose, it has a funky, nutty, cherry, toffee profile with a great balance of oak and sweetness. Now, I thought it would maybe a little bit too much oak. And he agreed with me that the, on the taste, the heat is mitigated. Right. I thought it was a little hot, but that was after it was gone. Right. I mean, we don't drink on the podcast like normal humans drink. <laughs> no. Like, we take sip after sip after sip, all in like a four-minute window, yeah. like crazy people, which if you saw someone doing it in the bar, you'd be like, that guy's had a rough day or just got divorced or something. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the way we got drink ran it. over. Like, we come in like, drink, 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 fill it up, drink, drink, drink. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, we it's could funny. take a longer time. There are some times people come on for the first time and they're not ready for that and they get crushed in 45 minutes and it's like, yeah. we have to do damage control with them for the next couple hours and just <laughs> feed them like food and coffee. And- I know. On the finish, long and dry with buttercream, honey, brown butter, pepper, and more oak. Brown butter. I mean, God, let me taste for that. Yeah. I I mean, mean, it is dry, and maybe that's what you meant when you said that it kind of finishes fast. Yeah. It finishes dry. Yeah. To me, it's sort of a medium length. It's definitely not a lingering one. I just did it again. There's still flavor in my mouth right now, and I've been done this sip for about 25, 30 seconds. I mean, it's a delicious whiskey. There's really nothing wrong with it. We're being extra because of its price and its age. Right. Would I like it better at 120? Yes, but it's 16 years old and it's 150. I mean, with what else is out there at 16 years, Calumet Farms, if they were here, and we'd love to have you on Calumet Farms because we think you're doing good stuff, they would be like, are you kidding me? Find us a bunch of 16-year whiskeys for under 150, and they would be right. So I think... I know. I, th- I just, like yeah. I said, I think we're being a little extra critical just because of the price yeah. and the aging, but I mean, it's delicious. Well, I mean, if you listen to the Hirsch episode- Same we, thing. We did right, the same thing there. Right. We said the 215 Hirsch might not be better or enough better than the $90 six-year. Yeah. And when we went to our friend Doug's house, we tried both side by side, mm. and Scott and Doug liked the six-year better than the seven and a half-year one, yeah, which we is did. $125 less. I like the more expensive one because it was a little sweeter and more yeah. traditional notes. Definitely more toward your palate. But once again, if you're telling me I have to buy one at 215 or two at 90 and have enough money for pizza and an Uber, <laughs> then I'm going to get the 290s. And that's all we try to do. We try to say, like, if you're wondering, hey, should I get this for my boss or should I get this for a friend with a promotion? Yeah, first of all, the bottle looks like something that you should win it in Vegas. Second of all, <laughs> 16 years, which anybody who drinks more than a week knows that a 16-year bottle's got some class to it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's got some status. It's 106 proof, so it's not watered down. It's going to come to the party right. So yeah, if you're asking me, is it worth $150? I will say yes. Calumet Farm 16 is definitely worth 
$150 based on where we are in the market right now. All right. So, I mean, we could talk about their other bourbons, the yeah. other Calumet bourbons. Absolutely, because we still might one day do an episode on the distillery if they uh, take all our fancy. If they send us every one of these. Right. If they send, if, right so, Calumet Farms, if you want us to do an episode, just send us all of your whiskey. <laughs> All of the following. They have a small batch. It's 86 proof. That's the same mash bill as this one. Actually, they're all the same. As I said in the intro, it's 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. The small batch is a blend of 15 and 8 year. Caramel, butterscotch, banana bread, light brown sugar, and smoky char. That's about 50 bucks. They have the 8 year, which we tasted. 8 year vintage release, they call it. It's 90 proof. There's no horse on the label. It's aged oak and vanilla with fruit, white pepper, and a subtle caramel finish. That's also $50. The 10 year single black rack is 100 proof. The horse is Bull Lee, one of the few stallions in history to have sired three Kentucky Derby winners. Mm. Caramel, vanilla, bold oak leather, wood char, toasted honey, and baking spices, that's 90. Wait, go back to the horse. But just, uh, Bull he, Lee? Yeah, he deserves a little more credit for that. Okay. So, so he sired three Kentucky Derby winners. Did he win anything himself? Do we know that? Apparently, no. Oh. He wasn't that good. Wow, but, but his kids were. Right. He was good at one thing, everybody. <laughs> Bang, banging out other horses. <laughs> Uh, the 14 year single black rack is uh, 96.2 proof. There's no horse on that one. Oak molasses, fresh corn, wood, sugars, hay, toasted grain, <laughs> toffee, vanilla, and dark fruit. That's 120. Why did you say hay like hay? hay. <laughs> I don't know why I did. I think because I had to breathe. I was right. like, hey. <laughs> All right. Reading's hard. Then the 15-year, 105 proof, the horse was Whirl Away, who in 1941 gave Calumet their first triple crown, mm. and then went on to win the Traverse Stakes, becoming the only horse to complete Thoroughbred Racing's Grand Slam. Right. So we know their triple crown, and the fourth one in the Grand Slam is this Traverse Stakes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned that today. Oak and char with dark fruit, sweet corn, baking spices, toffee, sweet tobacco, and rice. That's 130. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. Well, I mean, the reason we wanted to do this is we started noticing the Calumet Farms bottles. A good store will have them lined right up, 8, the 10, and the 16. And I chose it for my retirement whiskey from my good friend, Mike. I'm not disappointed by it at all. I'm glad I got to taste it, and I'm glad we were able to taste it for you. And so if you're looking for a good 16-year whiskey at a reasonable price for a 16-year whiskey, and I think it's fair to say that, it's not overpriced nor overhyped. It's right where it should be. Scott, you agree? You know, if I had to quibble, I would say it could be $15 cheaper. But, you know, then when it's like 125 it's like, ah, oh, you're really splitting hairs. I guess we really sort of avoided it because, I mean, the label is beautiful, as we said. It's 16 years, but you see the price on the shelf and you see everything else on the shelf and you go, is it that good? Can yeah. it be that good? Are they trying too hard with the label? Right. Is this like a legitimate building distillery or is this some type of a gimmick yeah. where someone opened up shop, threw a bunch of bottles out, sourced their stuff? And it is sourced, but everyone sources. That's not a problem for yeah. me. It's how you source what you do with it, where you age it. And obviously they have been doing the right stuff with their juice once they get it. Yeah. It's why when you got it and showed it to me, yeah. it was like, oh, that'll be a great quick taste because yeah. this is one that we wanted to try that right. we didn't know much about. True. And maybe people also are going into the liquor store looking at it and go, I don't know anything about this. I'm not paying $150. Right. So if you want to dip, dip your toe, not dick, but if you want to dip your, <laughs> Hello. if you want to dip your toe in the water, <laughs> well, maybe grab the eight year for $50 and take it home and see what you think. And if it's your birthday or like I said, there's a special occasion. Yeah. Maybe pony up for the 16 or go in with a friend yeah, and go, go buy his share it. Yeah. Share it. 
share it. Unless I'm your friend, then you're only going to get a quarter of a bottle. <laughs> yeah. But I drink faster than you. I don't even know who you are, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'll drink that bottle faster than you will. And then I'll be like, I feel your pain. Right. <laughs> so if you're with me, it's got to be like at least a two to one split. Like, like <laughs> right. I got I to put up 100, you put up 50. That, that, that's that, right. And that way we'll get along. That is more fair. Yeah. So thank you to Mike for treating me to a great bottle. Thanks, Mike. I'll be sure to take some to the marina. By the way, anybody who is going down to Wildwood, New Jersey, and you want to rent a boat, yeah, Bunkers Marina rents pontoon boats, and you can have a great day. So yeah. find Bunkers Marina down the shore, and if there's a burly guy outside looking <laughs> exhausted and overworked, that's Mike. That's Mike. <laughs> Tell him Ed sent you, and he'll knock off five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Did you clear that with him? No, he's like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks everybody for tuning in. See you next week, and for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. And I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. Later. 